part of my wanted to framework of giving you to begin with is I think the younger when we're young, our focus is more and more on ourself. And our religion itself is often focused on ourself, what we do or don't do. And then as we grow older, the focus moves more toward it's really not about us, it's about God. And that is when we finally get to the point of realizing that the God who created us had a love for us from the very beginning, has a love for us that sustains us through every moment, that it's truly a story not about us, it's a story about his love for us. And so that is how I think we grow in understanding what our faith is about. In the Gospel today, Jesus had just gotten word that John the Baptist had been killed, executed. And devastated by that, he goes and seeks out a place to be by himself because he wanted to be in the presence of his Father from whom he drew strength, to draw strength and comfort and consolation from his Father through a very difficult time for him. John the Baptist, who was a friend of his through the years, as well as a cousin, but also a friend. And it definitely devastated him at a deep level. So he goes to seek the comfort and consolation, the presence of his father. But when he arrived there, he found a huge crowd. And he knew they were hungry, they had needs, that he responded to. One of the translations says, and he had compassion on them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd. And so he spent the time not just healing the sick, but also teaching and guiding, and in a way allowing them to hear more of the love of the Father for them. That's what the words that Christ was sharing with them. That was the food that was nourishing them spiritually. And when he finished that, the disciples came and they wanted to send the crowd away. And often the approach we often take, let them look after themselves. Let them let them leave and then go find food for themselves. That's not our concern. And Jesus says, no, you give them something to eat yourselves. In that little message, I believe Jesus tells us that our task isn't just to save souls. Sometimes people describe, well, we have to save souls. It's like, um, that's kind of a very narrow kind of looking at things. Jesus had a love for the whole person. We are body and soul. We aren't just souls. The whole person does have needs of hunger and does have needs, physical needs, that are not met by, well, I'll say a prayer for you. That <laughs> does not satisfy the empty stomach. The empty stomach still needs to be fed if it, is not, if it has no food. Our concern, our care has to be the, for the whole person as it was with Jesus in the gospel today. He is concerned about their whole well-being, the well-being of their whole person. Well, the disciples had the argument that many people have, but we don't have very much. I don't have enough. If I share that with others, then I don't know what I'm going to do for tomorrow. And who knows, maybe I'm going to need it next week, if you want week-old bread, I guess. But um, how often 
we say, well, I can't share it because I'm not really sure about the future for myself. Well, where's one dependence upon? Is it upon God to give us this day our daily bread when we are determined to store up for ourselves our daily bread, our annual bread, our lifetime bread, whatever that might be. But anyway, in this gospel, they give him the thing. Jesus took the bread, he blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it to them. Do you realize those are the words in the Eucharistic prayer? Jesus took the bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. That the story of Jesus taking that bread is also a Eucharistic uh, overtones with it. In fact, a Eucharistic expression for he took the bread, blessed and broke it and gave it. And in the Eucharist, it is Christ's very self that he's offering to us. In the Eucharist, he is feeding us with that deeper spiritual hunger that we all have as well a spiritual hunger for the love of God. How many times, I don't know if it struggled, if you ever had the struggle, when I was in grade school, I really struggled with believing that God truly loved me. I was more afraid of, 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 of occupied with things that I might have done wrong or that I knew were not really good inside if I was angry and ticked off at someone. That's a better word for me to use than I used to use. Um, but anyway, being upset like that, all of those kind of things, you know, God, I know you don't like this. It was like, it was more kind of fearful about God having that attitude toward me instead of, no, I want all of you. I want everything. I want even that which you don't like. I want even that which you, in a way, have a hard time accepting because it's my love for you that will transform and change that heart. Criticism, rejection, that doesn't bring anyone into the love of God and even acceptance of oneself. So coming gradually to understand, and not just to understand because I heard the words, Jesus loves you, but I, just because you hear those words doesn't mean that you carry that and really believe that. And so I know for a long time, it took a long time for me to believe that. And when we finally believe that, it's free to go to God with everything and ask him for everything that we need. Ask him for all the help we need of offering to him our five loaves and our two fish. It may not seem like we have much to give may seem very little to us. Sometimes it doesn't seem like God is going to be able to do much with it. Um, I don't think I shared this story with you, but um, since I'm getting near the end of my time here, I will share it again. Um, before ordination, one of my classmates and I were walking out in the fields down at St. Mildred, and I'm pointing out to him, it was in the springtime and the alfalfa crop was really, really high and very green and thick and lush. And I said, Joe, isn't it amazing how bad God uses that which the body discards and uses it as fertilizer for the richness of the crop? And I said, Joe, just think, 
if God can work wonders out of manure, what do you think he can do with you? <laughs> I say, I don't know I'm going to thank you or kick you, but I'm going to kick you, <laughs> which he did. Um, but sometimes we have to realize that even the manure of our life, God can use. Even that which we, like, oh, I'd like to get beyond that. I'd like to wish it never happened. But even that, God is able to use and make it a gift to others as well. But we need to give it to them and offer it to them. Say, Lord, even take this pile. I don't know what you're going to do with it. I know you've done it before. So whatever you can do with it, here it is. And it's amazing. God will say, thank you. I will use it for something. Notice how in the scripture, St. Peter denied Christ three times. And then when Jesus appeared to him afterward, he said, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me more than these? Feed my lambs and tend my sheep and feed my lambs. Even out of that brokenness of Peter, God chose Peter, I believe, to be the leader of his flock because Peter knew human frailty. He knew his own human brokenness. And in spite of it, God chose him. And now he learned God's love and mercy, even for the sinner, even for the one who had failed. And so that is why I believe he chose Peter to lead and guide his church. Um, he understood the love of Christ. He understood his own human frailness and weakness, and he was there with compassion for others, and that's who Peter was. So sometimes that five loaves and two fish may not come in a very good form, but really offer to him all that you have because it really is about his love for us. It is his love that transforms our hearts. It's his love that overcomes the hardness of hearts. It is a love that brings healing to the woundedness of hearts. And we all carry those things within us. And so of coming to him, and then hearing those words of St. Paul, it's not distress or trial or all these trials, difficulties of life, because through his love, we conquer overwhelmingly through the one who has loved us. And he said, I'm certain of this, nothing, nothing at all will be able to separate us from the love of God that comes to us in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's what the gospel is about. That is the core of the gospel. Not what you do or don't do or have done or haven't done. The core of the gospel is learning to trust and to believe in the love the Father has for you and allowing yourself to embrace that, to receive that, and then after receiving it, how could you not want to share that with others? God bless you.